welcome to Oh Brother, a podcast of three brothers trying to figure it all out with your hosts, Brandon, Colin, and Aaron. On this week's show, Froth Update. Hello. Hello. How are you? Uh, not so bad. How are you doing? Is that... What's that in the background? What are you doing? Something in the background. What are you doing? That that was some tra- tra- traditional Turkish music. Oh well. Oh, for your coffee. Yes. Yeah, see, I was beautiful. Trying to it, is, it is. It is in the process of being made right now. So let me let me just go ahead and explain. Please so, do. All right. So, li- listeners, viewers, uh, joyous patrons. So years ago, <laughs> they're not paying us for this. <laughs> Up. One day they will. So years and years ago, I watched an an Anthony Bourdain episode where he had, uh, it was, I think it was no reservations, but he had traditional Turkic coffee uh, where it was originally made, you know, using this like heated sand. And now when I was younger, I might have thought that was like chocolate, like a little like. I don't know why, but like you can be forgiven for that because it looks very like it's so thick. It looks like melty chocolate. (laughs) So I thought that it was, it it was chocolate. So I have been like obsessed with it in a way, like ever since. And I think like recently I was just like going on there and I think I was talking with my friend, uh, Gerald about, um, coffees and I think um, Google or whatever heard me and it and it popped up yeah. of this Kuro uh, Kahvech. I'm not even pronounce them. It's Turkish coffee. So your Turkish uh, is a little rough. You need practice. If you and so it popped up and I was like, well, I mean, you know, it, I mean, it, it's just like the little canister. And I clicked on it and then it popped up a little like little um, copper pot thing. And I was like, well, I mean. I guess. And so <laughs> I just, I, and so it's been on my mind ever since. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to purchase both of them. And th- they arrived today and I have been attempting to, uh, create, um, with no sand. Um, I mean, watching, it's fair, you know, uh, YouTube tutorials and, you know, other things. Uh, my, my oven and my stove are, are we bit on the older side. So, uh, older side so it, it took a little bit it's taking a little bit longer because it's like oh make sure your oven's on low and it's like bro do you not see my oven like so so walk me through the process that you're having to go through for this all right so i will give you the cliff notes version of this that's fine. um so it, it it's basically says you know depending on how many uh people you are serving with this little uh, Chevik thing, uh, you pour that uh, a certain amount of water into it. Yeah. Um, then you add, you know, a teaspoon or two of sugar, or also depending on how many people you are serving. So it's like a tea a teaspoon per person. Um, okay. And then, and then you uh, you you put the um, it it requests for like medium roast, like fine powdered coffee. Which I am looking yeah. at right now, and it it looks awesome. Um, you know, pour that in there, or yeah, pour that stuff in there, and then you set it on 
your warming apparatus of some sort um, for a few minutes, no stirring, and then you stir for a little bit, and then it's supposed to froth and foam up. Traditionally, you are supposed to take the little foam or creamer, pour it in the coffee or in the coffee cup, and then you're supposed to set it back on the stove, let it froth up again, and then that's when you pour. Um, Hmm. But you're supposed to pour gently, and then every single video I watched, the one consistency it had in it is that you're supposed to have uh, a glass of water to help cleanse the palate before you drink. Um, and then you all drink the water and then you drink it, your little coffee together, um, thus creating the atmospheric of coffee. Um, I'm still in the boiling phase right now, so it is, it is somewhat in the frothing moment, but I have yet to see any froth. Okay. Okay. It's working. Uh, we need froth updates. Yes. You know, true. The, um, the, the coffee with it, uh, that's pretty similar. Whenever you go in, you just get, uh, like espresso. It's typically served with uh, a, a seltzer uh, type water. It um, is uh, carbonated ah. water. Yep. Oh. Yep. Traditionally. Yeah. I don't, uh, yeah. So I'm not really an espresso person. Well, it's 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 very. I mean, this is, is I'm I'm mostly just really confused about this because all that I have never seen Aaron drink coffee ever. So I. <laughs> I blame Colin because Colin got me started on <laughs> iced coffee, which is not real coffee. Yes, I for, stand by that for years. And then <laughs> I remember he took me to the Starbucks over by Missouri State campus, and Colin went in there and did his little song and dance thing. And the lady looked at me and I was like, "Uh, uh, milk." And she's like, <laughs> "And I was like, uh, ice." I don't. I don't know what you want from me. And so she's like, <laughs> let me just make you something. And then surprise um, me. It, it has been, it has been kind of, you know, very, you know, I, and people are like, Oh, did you get coffee? I'm like, yes, I got a nice coffee from McDonald's. Oh, this morning. And people are like, that's not coffee. Um, and then I started agree uh, <laughs> dating my beautiful girlfriend, Shelby, who is all about that Starbucks life. Um, re-energizing the still confused, and Mr. Funkhauser, what would you like? Uh, the, the, yeah. the, 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 the thing with that, that thing. So usually people order for me um, or I have it written down. Um, and so this is, I'm just like, you know what? I want to try it. Let's see what happens. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and pour it in and try it. There was a little froth, but I was like, ah, good enough. <clears throat> I mean, it's so, good for the first attempt, right? This is, this is interesting. Um, I did locate a Mediterranean restaurant in Tulsa, um, which we will at some point later down the road be adventuring to. There you go. Um, to be like, hey, look, I am clearly a novice. Please tell me your ways. Uh, um, so, oh, did you hear that? Oh, did you hear that? Yeah, yeah I did. A little more fine. A little more uh, foley work. What are we it's, going a, it, it's a Just, wooden spoon. I can't. Describe the, the scene. It's pretty good. Yeah, I can hear it. Describe the scene. What are you doing? Oh, no, today, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> with a nice race you bought. Bon appetit. All right, so here is Aaron's turkey taffy. Attempt one. All right, let's get uh, it. it. It is 839 <laughs> on uh, July 9th, year of our <laughs> Lord, 2020. Start some with uh, some nice Milwaukee Brewskers. Mm. Um, 
Oh, Ooh, oh, Jeepers, that's hot. Okay, hold on. Oh, wait, that water. That cleanse valet. Hold on. I mean, yeah, is, he forgot this part because he only drinks iced coffee. <laughs> so he's confused. <laughs> well, it's, he's confused I'm, I'm, about the I'm, temperature. I'm, what do you mean, boil? What are you talking about? I'm holding about? My, my big mug that has ice in it, and then I'm holding a cup with no ice in it. I'm like, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> You're breaking your brain. I don't True. know what to do. All right, so, all right, here we go. All right. Total silence. Here we go. Well, that's hot. I mean, yes. Uh, ASMR really time there, and that's ah. what's happening right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you hear that? <laughs> yes. That's my fingernails on the cut. Oh, yes. Oh, that is so hot. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to let that sit for a little bit. I mean, that's probably a good plan. <laughs> yes, to sip. Leave, leave us in suspense here. My bad. What's um, the flavor yeah. profile? I mean, hold on. Other than ah, hot. That's a little bit. I mean, he can't get past the heat. Also, <laughs> I would like to just r- say I, publicly that I'm rather proud of Aaron. Much because notoriously, when it comes to food and beverage, Aaron, not the adventurous one. Is that fair, Aaron? Would you say that's fair? When when I was younger, I mean, in, historically my, speaking, yes, historically yes, speaking, most most up until like last week, today, apparently. So, <laughs> um, to give a backstory of my kind of food of choices, um, it's a very short list, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> anything with uh oh grilled cheese, uh, chicken tenders, uh. Summer sausage, uh, uh, summer sausage, say, cheese and chips, cheese and chips, <laughs> burgers, um, and, yeah, pizza. Don't forget Sky Sky Dragon pizza. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So my my food, um, expertise was not the best. Um. To kind of give it also in a you know kind of form of context, I did a football camp down in Thibodeau, Louisiana, um, at Nickel State University. I I don't know how or why. But in the cafeteria, there was all the normal food you would find at a cafeteria, of which I was, you know, loading my plate up with, oh, can I fit a cheeseburger on a pizza? No way. And then... Yes, you um, can, by the way. You can. (laughs) And then the other half of the cafeteria was, like, all, like, Cajun food. And I was sitting there one day, and all these people that were like, what are you doing with that burger? I was like... What do you mean? They're like, well, how come it doesn't have shrimp on it and gumbo? And I was like, oh, I, oh, I don't know. And so they just like got me a plate of all this stuff. And I was like, oh, and then that's when I tried like true, like Asian food um, for the first time. And I've just been in love since. Um, so yeah, my, my food of choice has never been quite the um, mastery, if you will. You say, I would, I would like to point out, this is not from lack of exposure. Because we even had a restaurant in Rogersville forever <clears throat> owned and operated by a man from Mississippi. <laughs> and we went chicken, there all the chicken time. Chicken and, dinner and fries, please. Exactly. Ooh. Even We even went, was it last summer? We went to that little Turkish restaurant thing or whatever that had the Turkish food in Springfield. Oh, Aaron didn't, Aaron yeah. Didn't really, Aaron wasn't really about that life either. So like... No, it's for breakfast. I had this. It was for breakfast. I can't remember. Yeah, something like that. Oh wow! This is, hold on. Yeah, the uh, what was that called? Spring, Springfield Diner. Yeah, how could I forget that name? What a dope! Yeah, Springfield Diner. However, uh, definitely have. They didn't have any turkey coffee. I had the tea. 
Ooh. Yes, it was marvelous. Yeah. Uh, the, the, one of the most understated names for a restaurant, Springfield yes. Diner. Yes. <laughs> it's a secret that the chef is Turkish and definitely prepares traditional Turkish breakfasts for the menu. Yep. Uh, of which there were at least four. And the one I had, like the traditional one with all the different stuff. Oh my goodness. Wait, come on. So good. All right. So Aaron just took his first sip. And? Um, it's, I, I would prefer this over traditional coffee. Um, really? It's, it's, it's really thick, but that's also because I was like, eh, I, don't, I don't need a teaspoon and just dumped a bunch of stuff in there. <laughs> um, it's, it's definitely a very, mm, it's a, it's a lot smoother than what I was predicting. Um, now, granted, watch when I go down to this you know, Mediterranean restaurant, get my mind completely blown. I was like, oh, I made something close to that. I mean, um, it's first time. It's okay. I, I'm definitely not drinking out of a tra- traditional little coffee cup. You have a little I, teeny. No, it, it's a giant coffee cup with a letter F oh. on it for Funkhauser. And so I was like, <laughs> yeah, close enough. Well, that's um, next. That's his next purchase. It's got to be the mm-hmm. cup. The, the cup saucer balls. thing. Indeed. It, it's really good, actually. Oh, I. I can. I think it's just really cool to have this little like copper pot thing. Is like you just think the pot looks cool, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> but it I just, mean, also, it's, I think it's it's probably helped because there is apparently it's just a fifty percent ratio of coffee to sugar in that little tiny thing. But it's, not like, it's it's something like oh, that. Oh, this is why Aaron likes it. <laughs> uh, well, so oh, I. So Mimi, Mimi used to. I don't say forced coffee down my throat, but she used to force coffee down my throat and you know, she would get mad at me cause I would put like sugar or like sweetener in it or creamer. That's, That's incorrect. I, no, you can't have that much stuff in there. So I've with this stuff, I was, I was in control. Um, I mean, you're still in control and with yes. normal coffee. No, I just don't like the, that stuff in there. Cause <sighs> I, I like just black. That's what I want. It's Boom. it's it's interesting because the the coffee itself was produced in Turkey, and yeah. then the my little uh, copper pot thingy was also handcrafted in Turkey. Ooh, um, official. So, so the thingy my my says, um, I don't know about the wooden spoon, but I'm going to assume it's made in Turkey. Also, um, I mean, did it come? We with have nothing pot? to prove otherwise. It did. Yes. Okay. Well, there we go. It's probably so, probably. There's not a lot in my little cup because I was not, you know, you know, all about the ratio and whatnot. But I mean, that's fair for the first trial. You don't want to just go all in. Yeah. And if I don't like it don't, or something. Exactly. If you don't like it. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. I like just the black. I'm just a black coffee guy. Normally, just like at home, uh, I just drink boring coffee. Not rigs. I like Folgers, whatever. Uh, I do like it, different beans, though. Right, that's where the excitement comes for me. It's like, oh, this bean, or this different one, and like the roast. Right, that's I kind of like that stuff. I don't like the flavors. I don't like the. I have a hard time with Starbucks because their black coffee is gross. It's <laughs> disgusting. It's I don't know what they do to it, but it tastes it's, like burnt. It's, it's, it is. It is burnt. Is what they do. They I don't know what it. they do with it, but it's awful. It's it the worst. Good. So uh, I. I go for the, uh, what is it called? The Cafe Americano, mm-hmm. right? Because it's the espresso thing. 
Uh, that's not what it's called everywhere else. It's only called that at Starbucks. Right. Right. Now, is that the, is that, so is that the, that's, um, is that where they add? So hold on, because it, it is different. Do they add the espresso to black coffee? Do they add the espresso to, is it water and espresso? Yes, or is hot it water. Hot yeah. water and espresso. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's the, in, uh, yeah. in Australia, that's known as the long black, I think, or whatever, or something like that. I don't remember sure. what it was exactly, but that is the coffee they had everywhere when I was there. And that's what I drank all the time. Yes. Like, you want some more of this? Yes, I do. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, when I, yeah. yeah, I don't really, I'm not really about the flavory stuff. I just like the hot drinkness. Yeah. Like. I'll splurge on the like crazy drink every now and then. But yeah, my go to is uh, just an espresso macchiato, which is uh, the, the steamed milk. That's frothed milk oh, with yeah. the espresso added, espresso shots. Oh, yeah. And I'll usually do an, a, a triple espresso macchiato. Um, and I really like those. Um, when I'm home, when I'm home, uh, it's just French press. And I don't do black. What I, what, what I love adding to my coffee uh, is heavy whipping cream. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dude, seriously. You want to talk That's... about just like... It blows it up. The um, the coffee company here in town, in downtown, um, they exclusively use heavy whipping cream that they make on from their Amish farm. Really? Oh. Yes. That's very bizarre. You, it's amazing. Well, I mean, I bet it is, but again, I just want the black coffee. Because again, it, part of that teacher life is you're interested in volume too, right? Yeah. That's why I'm not about. Like, you know, the tiny little cup, a cup of coffee most of the time. Like we're, t- <laughs> yeah. And it's not even like the I don't know. It's just the, I just like the taste of that bitter, like this, thing. This, you know, I, this, I like that. This coffee is definitely bitter on the tail end of it. Um, it, it's definitely it's not like a you know. Now, I my my friend who used to work the night shift, he would drink like straight black coffee, but as strong as That's possible. And right. it, it, it would, we called it, you know, the the punch in the mouth kind of coffee. Susan's and, mom won't drink my coffee. <laughs> she won't. I made it one time, and she took a drink, and she was like, "What is that?" I was like, <laughs> "What? It's fine." Yeah, so I'm 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 looking. Hers at my, looks like tea. That's kind of what. It, that's why. <laughs> I'm looking at my uh, Starbucks order, uh, the thing that I always get, because I have to pull this up every time I go to Starbucks. Um, but I get, you know, a, a venti vanilla sweet cream iced coffee with an extra pump of vanilla. No wonder you can't remember that gravy. <laughs> no. Uh, Shelby likes to drink a cold brew with dark cocoa almond foam with a pack of stevia. And then... Um, there's, I also have on my list a, uh, a vanilla sweet cream cold brew, a, a vanilla bean frappuccino, which was always my go-to. So I did, that was like, was like, do you have anything that's kind of like a milkshake? And she's like, we have a frappuccino. I was like, that. Um, Got it. And then a mango uh, dragonberry refresher, and then a iced caramel macchiato with non-fat milk. These I got are, my list down. This is a very extensive list. <laughs> not- but I, I have Shelby's <laughs> order great. on there. I have my order. I have Shelby's mom's <laughs> order on there, just in case. Never know. We'll need some. 
Oh, yeah, that's interesting. I gotta say, that picture you sent looks does appear very intriguing. Freaking right? Sorry, cleansing my palate. Oh gosh. That's yeah. okay. <laughs> um maybe the just, ice water, that temperature difference is probably not great for the teeth, right? Like, oh no. <laughs> um but yeah, so water. A- apparently my little copper pot thingy, um, traditional ones are a little bit sleeker, so they can so it it the froth froth up a little bit better. It's fine. Um, but no, I mean it 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 worked. It didn't do like an exact, you know, <laughs> foam. Um, because I was getting kind of impatient, I just wanted to try it. But Aha, tra- there tra- it is. <laughs> traditionally, you would, according to everyone I I listen to slash watch, um, mm. you wait for the foam or the creamer on the top, and you scoop that out, pour it in each cup, and then you um, let it kind of get to the boil or top or whatever again, and then you slowly pour it in, not to disturb the creamer. Um, and I was watching the videos, and I was like, ooh. Yeah, I don't know if I'll be able to do that because I'm really impatient. <laughs> well, on the first try. Yeah. <laughs> Plus the pressure of live review, obviously. Yeah, you know, sorry that's, to that's put rough. that on you. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't want to start, you know, gagging or throwing up on, yeah, th- thank you. on live. So, But other than that, <laughs> it's, it's not bad. It's pretty good. Yeah. Well, I mean, it only it'll get better. So the next one you make. Right. Well, I just have to see if that one's better. Yeah. As you refine your craft uh, of Turkic coffee crafting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, it's very it's very interesting because uh, you know watching you know tr- again, tradi- you traditionally. Yeah, but I was I, I like my little cup now. It <laughs> has F on it. Stands for Funkhouse, which stands for me. Yeah, but fair. But yeah, no, it's it's actually not bad. It's it's definitely not chocolate, but I will live with it. So this is my burden to bear. But yeah. it's it's actually not. And plus, whenever we have some sort of family get together, I can actually bring it and be like, "Hey, you guys want some turkey coffee? I can tell you make turkey coffee real quick." It might take me thirty minutes, but I'll make it. That's fine. Answer is yes. Yeah. Since Dad doesn't have coffee anymore, ever. It's a That's not barren. true. He I mean, he has some. Well, sometimes, but he doesn't drink anymore. So, like, no, it's gone. You're like, oh, I got, oh, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, did you ever watch much Anthony Bourdain, Colin? I did not. I was not, never one that I was uh, interested that in. Um, as a side note, I have watched the heck out of the uh, Netflix series Street Foods, which ah. I don't know. Have you watched that? I've, this sounds yeah, I, vaguely familiar. I don't yeah. know. So Anthony Bourdain's whole thing was, you know, he travels to parts unknown or whatever, yes. you know, and eats their food and, gives, and sees the culture. Um, yes. This, this docu-series on Netflix, I think it's called Street Foods, goes to like the, the street, the, the, the food stall on a random street and talks about them. That's cool. Uh, and, and like, 
it's yeah, it is really, really cool because it's just like you couldn't really distinguish this doll from the other one, but like this one lady, she's a like a a Michelin star winner, yeah, um, and it's just she started just doing this because the sewing factory that she <coughs> used to work at when she was a really little girl burned down, and um, she just started to cook with her mom and well, it's those those stories, and they go from. They go, you know, they talk about Thailand. They go to, um, they go to all over those um, where food stalls are, are basically just so part of that culture. Yeah. Well, Anthony Bourdain often ended up in a place like that in, <laughs> in the episode at some point. Sure. Right? He was also in like Michelin star restaurants because uh, he couldn't help himself. Right. But uh, he definitely also just was randomly in like a back alley noodle shop in Vietnam. Like, oh, hey, yep. here we are. <laughs> yeah. Well, he he kind of preferred a lot more of those of just actually, you know, seeing the actual like people of the area and their food. But yeah, like he'd always go to like at least one really fancy place per episode. Yeah, just because that was the famous chef there that kind of represented that cooking culture in that area. You know. Yeah. Like he kind of hit all that all the levels. You know, like sometimes he would be in like somebody's grandma's house <laughs> or you know and then like the next scene he would be in like a fancy swanky hotel you know restaurant or whatever so that was always very interesting but his big thing was 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 not necessarily like <clears throat> i mean part, a lot of it was like exploring and and getting to know people through food because like he kind of would say that food is the equalizer right that's what Whoa. brings you together what, what, right, what no matter his, what his famous his thing that he always used to say um uh, food is a you know it won't it won't solve a uh, world peace but it's a great w- place to start yeah because yeah. it, it was his thing right it brings everybody yeah. to the same table yeah because you can like a lot of people no matter what their differences is they they eat and they can agree on this food is good and that's your starting place right if you have a starting place you can connect with somebody no matter what the cultural difference or the, the ideological difference, right? Got to start somewhere. And he thought food was where you started, which I gotta say, not a bad starting place overall. No, yeah. <laughs> not. <laughs> but that definitely, speaking as somebody who, like, just that kind of like programming on television, I know some people are into that. Right, it's not their thing, but I gotta say, uh, as somebody who grew up in the middle of Missouri, right, literally the middle of the U.S., very far away from lots of <coughs> things. Depends on whether you uh, put your nose on the crease or not. That's true. You yeah. do. It is in the Midwest because that's <laughs> that is the <laughs> that is the uh, the sign of how you tell, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. It is, uh, but like it, it was cool because that kind of programming like shows you like all this other stuff, and it makes you go, "What?" Right. Kind of like Aaron and the coffee thing, right? Uh, or like other th- other stuff where just like uh, another example would be like traditional ramen bowls. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that okay, got it. Right. That's actually a thing. <clears throat> so, kind of. If you're into that kind of thing, you can kind of then start seeking out because you don't know it existed again. Because when we were kids, this is like pre 
internet, Every, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and the closest that you would get to was like the Mexican restaurant, but it's like, <laughs> is that like we had, you had no idea of knowing. You know, yeah, you, exactly. You hadn't had that exposure. Um, I mean, I remember. Well, it, it, and it depends on where those people are from, like what part of Mexico. Yes. Because, because, yeah, yeah. you know, <clears throat> the more I've worked in and lived around people from Mexico, like Northern Mexican food very very different from southern mexican food True. extremely different like one of my friends i used to work with he was from mexico city and they you know he doesn't like hot food at all he doesn't know he doesn't want it he eats a lot of like rich savory fruits and not that kind of stuff whereas another guy that i worked with he was from like i don't remember exactly where but closer to the border right and his lunch he would bring like every day was hot like hot doesn't matter what it was it was hot this <laughs> is what he liked that's what he wanted every day so it's very different like there's lots of subtle nuances to be discovered in there and like you said like you know the mexican restaurant it's all tex-mex mostly yeah uh, or like the chinese restaurants that you go to most of them are anglo americanized chinese you know like my favorite pretend chinese food catchy chicken Actually invented in Springfield, Missouri. Yes. <clears throat> Not really Chinese at all. <laughs> the guy was Chinese, right? But that's <laughs> that's as far as you get. So I unabashedly like pretend Chinese food. That's okay. But like it's not a lot of that is not actually food that you would find there. You know what I mean? Right. No, no, <laughs> yeah. not even not even close. Yeah, I remember um it wasn't until we moved to Dallas where I was I had my first um authentic bowl of pho and oh my gosh oh my gosh oh, oh my gosh I <laughs> it was in, it was of course it was in a bubble a, a, a bubble tea naturally uh, naturally That's its natural know. companion <laughs> it is it is bubble it tea is. <laughs> which I cannot stand I do not like it's just it's a texture thing the it's tapioca very, things that just suck up through the straw i'm not okay with that like let's just be real like no thank you that definitely yeah. sounds like something you're not okay with <laughs> <laughs> but pho i am all about that like once we found this place uh, it was it was on to get that and oh my gosh deliver you know it, oh yeah to, it's to go so good is so amazing so yeah, I can't. I can't say that our current city is a little lacking in. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, probably a little more difficult to. <laughs> I mean, that is a, is a population thing, right? If you don't have a lot of, you know, Southeast Asians in your area, kind of hard to get good food from that. Right. Area. Like we have, there's a lot of Laotians that live around here, so there's. There's one restaurant that I know of that's owned by a Laotian family. And they don't do pho, but they do Thai cuisine mm. and some other like noodley things. Oh man. Oh my oh my goodness. It's so good. It's so good. Uh <clears throat> yeah, that that pho. I don't remember where the first time I had that was. I think some I don't know if somebody brought it to school and gave it to me or what, but yeah, I had the similar experience. Like, oh my god, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> that was legitimately the best part about Sydney, Australia, too, was when you were there. Just like literally anything it was just like, oh, there's some pho over there. Oh, oh, there's some 
falafel. Oh, there's some, you know, Malaysian oh. street food. You're like, oh man, yeah. oh, bring it. Let's go. That's, <laughs> yeah. Well, when we were in when we were in Dallas, yeah, it was like, do you want to go to the Mediterranean place? Do you want to go to not just the Indian place, but like there were four or five different families yeah. that had from from different lo- you know areas regions, in India, right? like southern in India. India, northern yeah. India. Yeah, like you know, it's like as we would we'd go to one. It was called is uh, Tandoori, and uh, mm. we I love that. I love that. But when I was at the school, uh, I was telling uh, I forget what his name was. But he he was from India, and I was like, oh my gosh, we you know my wife and I were going over to this place uh, Tandoori, and he looked at me like I was had three heads. He's like, how can you eat that? Like that's the like, wrong, that's the <laughs> wrong Indian food. And I was like, what? <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> and I, 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 let's go. I do, and I just, I do love learning about that kind of thing because, especially for um, from students like that who were transplanted away from their culture, mm-hmm. and basically that's all, that's all they have right then, and they they love sharing about that. They love telling you about where they come from and sharing, you know, meals because they can say, look, here's what I enjoy. Um, oh, I didn't yeah. always enjoy them, but, uh, <laughs> which, sometimes which they they're different, them. right? They're very, yeah. uh, they can be like, sometimes you're a little, it's, you're always a little bit nervous. Cause you're like, I don't know what this is exactly. Mm-hmm. And I've been in situations before where like, they, they can't really tell me cause there's a giant language barrier happening right here. Because uh, my uh, my Spanish is pretty rubbish, so like I can't. <laughs> but even like the difference between, like you said, when whenever you have students that that do that, like we have a very large population of Guatemalan students, and they often just get lumped in as Mexican, mm. which culturally, and from a food standpoint. It is just not even close to being the same thing, you know, but, but oftentimes they get, they just get labeled Mexican because that's just the, you know, the ignorance that is there that people just don't know that there's a difference, right? So if you're talking about something like a staple, like a tamale, like a tamale from Mexico and a tamale from Guatemala are two completely different things. <laughs> right. I, right. I, I, I learned that kind of from one of my coworkers um, who was originally from uh, Western Texas. And, you know, his family is from, you know, the central part of Mexico. And I remember going out on cases with him. And every, I remember we were in Ponca City. And he's like, every time I come to Ponca City, I always have to come here because this is what I'm like. There's a particular restaurant in Ponca City. It's like a, it's a little bitty hole in the wall. But he's, you know, you go in, he talks about like all this and this. And it's like, oh, you know, this is from here. Like if you ask for this kind of food at this restaurant, you get this. But if you ask for the same thing at a different kind of restaurant that's from a different part of Mexico, you get something completely different. And I was like, yeah, it's not the same. Like. What? I don't, I don't, I don't know what that means. And so he, you know, he, you know, we had, you know, traditional, you know, Mexican Coca-Cola, you know, we had the little, um, you know, the little pastry dessert things, which are so good, but he, I, he, he just got a blast out of sitting there, you know, explaining everything to me. And I was like, I just, just, I don't, I didn't know that. I just, I just wanted this food and, you know, you know, the, the passion that he had, cause you know, he's like, well, my, my wife cooks and I, 
you know, my, my mother cooked, my whole family cooked all this kind of food. And he's like, this is my, this is the food I grew up with. And it's the only place in Oklahoma that I can get it (laughs) because every other Mexican restaurant in, you know, Bartlesville is a different, you know, region of something. And he's like, I just, I just can't enjoy it. And I was like, Oh, I didn't know that. That's so cool. Yeah. A lot of it is just that Northern Mexican Tex-Mexy kind of food, right. They've kind of invented later. Yeah. Kind of the, in Texas like Southern Texas and Northern Mexico. <laughs> but the, the cultural consistent, at least as far as I have seen, uh, is that if you are at a gathering, uh, they will just keep throwing food at you. This is the same. It doesn't matter. Uh, this is like, my mother-in-law does this. Uh, I've been to like parties with people from Mexico and uh, Guatemala, and they will just to continually throw food at you until you are ill, right? Like, <laughs> like you want some more? Yeah. No, I can't. Uh, <laughs> I want to, but I'm not physically able. <laughs> so there are some constants, right, that, that transcend. <laughs> I, I've not been to any. Uh, I, I've been to invited. I've been invited to some, um, you know, Hispanic gatherings here, but they're always at like times where I have to work or I haven't talked to anyone yeah. from my office in you know over you know two months. So I don't know if any of those are, are still open. But no, I, yeah, I, I'd love to. You know, I've I've been eyeballing some you know Mediterranean restaurants in Tulsa that whenever you know things get cleared up you know, to, to go down and, and just to visit and be like, all right, teach me, just yeah. teach me the food. <laughs> Don't care. I will write down whatever. I won't cook it, but I just, I just want to know things because, you know, get people talking about, you know, food of any, any sorts, you know, definitely brings out kind of the best in people and something, you know, another, you know, inquisitive, inquisitive nation or, uh, you know, factor that I have. It's like, well, I just, you know, I want to learn about you, but you know, I want to learn it th- about through your food. And I, I think it's just a little, a little fun, you know, excursion. I'd love to go on. <clears throat> well, it's a good, it's a good thing too. Cause it highlights a, an important process, uh, <clears throat> you know, that we miss out on a lot and that's the sitting and listening to someone else talk. You know what I mean? Like that's an important thing. It's an important step in this process. That's that's an important part in the connection making is the being open and receptive and listening to other people, you know. <clears throat> and especially in situations like that, talking about something they're really passionate about and something they care about, you know. So it is a good way to do that, whether it's, you know, just like, oh, talking at school randomly to one of the Hmong kids about this food that they made over the weekend. You know, like, oh, man, that sounds so good. Uh, that sounds great. Show me a picture. And they're like, really? Like, yeah. And they do it. They're like, oh, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm so jealous right now. And they're like, all right, cool. Like, you know, it's, it makes them, you know, it's a good way to connect people, you know, that you're giving something to be proud of, you know, because it's not like, oh, oh, I can't, you know, so I want to know. I'm, I'm, I'm receptive and listening. Come at me. There, there was, there's two <laughs> incidents. Incidents that occurred um, in my lifetime. Most recently, uh, when we were down in in Alabama for a wedding, uh, 
uh, one of the individuals, the, the family that was there was from Louisiana. And I was sitting there talking to this, you know, very Southern cajun grandma. And she was it's like, oh, you know, I love beignets. I was like, oh, I don't think I've, you know, ever had a beignet. And she's like, you never had a beignet. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to. And, you know, she, you know, talked about, you know, the joyousness of, you know, beignets. Um, and then the other time I was up, we were up in New York. You uh, definitely had a beignet because I was there. So also. When? Don't lie to the grandma. When we were in New Orleans. Hello. Did I? Yeah. Yes, we only we went, went to Cafe Du Monde like 18 times in three days. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no. We, remember, we, I didn't we, go, we I didn't had go it on that from trip. The place, right? Yeah, it was yeah. the place. The longest runningly, running an operation cafe west of the Mississippi, Cafe Du Monde. They serve yeah. two things there effectively. Yeah, coffee, chicory, <laughs> chicory coffee, and <laughs> beignets. <laughs> Gotta Art. say, not really a chicory coffee fan, but you know, was whatever. that when you when you guys went on that trip down there? Yeah, because I I didn't go on the the big trip where you guys stayed down there for several days. What? Yeah, because we we're that's when we were picking everybody up to come home. Yeah, yeah. Were you not there? And Did you? I was. Go? I was. I was not there. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have to look for pictures because I because I remember going to New Orleans, but we only visited the French Quarter. Yeah, where's to and which? Then, and then we had to leave because I only stayed there a day because we. I think when they, you know, right there. That's when when everyone oh. kicked me out to Thibodeau. I think, but I definitely don't remember that. But the second time was when I was up in New York and. You know the little street vendors, you know, sitting there, and I was like, um, "Man, I've never had a cannoli before." And this this very large street vendor person's like, "You've never had a cannoli?" And he shoved like five in my face, and <laughs> like, "Thank you." <laughs> just, I was like, "Thank you." I'm from Missouri. I've never heard of this before. And then he like, "Here's five, kid. Try them." And then then he told me about the, the greatest food on earth of being you know a cannoli and everywhere i went after that i was like do they have cannolis like this is aaron this is little little china it's like but you, you they sure they don't have cannolis here because i really want a cannoli <laughs> just no, not in chinatown probably yeah I, I think i think i visited uh little italy about three or four times get some that dumplings trip. over there i guess but like not, not. <laughs> uh, but, oh yeah I have to tell you, um, we I went to uh, Dairy Queen to get some ice cream this this evening, um, and I ordered Megan it's like a strawberry blizzard with chocolate chunks. Ah, uh, yes, that's the Wait. same one that Susan gets, I believe. Okay, well, or one of the one of the on the rotation. There. Megan's all about that. Well, anyway, I pull up, I hand them my money. They should get the Megan's. extra chocolate pieces because that's oh, duh, that's the only way to order okay. it. <laughs> yeah so i they hand me megan's they go here's your strawberry and i look at it and i'm like well this looks awfully brown to be strawberry that's probably just because i got the extra chocolate chunks in it sometimes that breaks up yeah i'm looking at it and i'm like i don't think i see a strawberry in here because they're supposed to be strawberry chunks so i i take a bite of it and i'm like that's not strawberry what is this because it's got kind of like gritty in it and i realize 
they had handed me a blizzard made of cotton candy with chocolate chunks in it. And I looked over at the window and the lady is staying there and she goes, oh, I'm sorry. We gave you the wrong blizzard. And I was horrified that they didn't say, oh, we, we, we used the wrong ingredients. They gave me somebody else's cotton yeah. candy and chocolate chunk <laughs> blizzard. I was that close yeah. to a psychopath, right? There was a, with a car behind me or another car. There was a psychopath within my, like, <laughs> what <Sorry>. monster orders <laughs> a cotton candy with chocolate chunk <laughs> blizzard? Here in God's country. <laughs> what? Oh my gosh. What? I just was floored. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. I have to give the cotton candy substance somehow, right? Like, just yeah. ew. Oh. <laughs> Terrible. Why did you. I. I'm going to go, ahead and go on the record right now. Cotton candy is not good. And I don't like it. <laughs> and I don't understand. Like, as, as somebody who just enjoys eating food, why you would spend money on strings of air to eat. Right? It's kind of like, fun. I mean, yeah, but it's not like food, though. No, like, it's let's not. Think about, let's think no. about the fair, the, the natural home of cotton candy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> This is kind of a, 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 it's like an economics situation for me, right? With the cost benefit analysis of, of buying cotton candy, right? If I buy that cotton candy, right? What, what else could I have bought with that money? Right. <laughs> and, and, and there is always something better to spend my money on. Than, than cotton candy. <laughs> right. That's, what, that's how I feel about it. There's there's literally always something I can spend that money on that I would prefer to have than the cotton candy. Is is that the same argument for uh, candy corn? Absolutely, candy corn is the worst candy. It's part of my argument for why Halloween candy is the worst holiday candy because oh. candy corn exists. <laughs> Good. I'm going to find the, um, the Jack Black or the Je- uh, Lewis Black bit on uh, cotton candy. Oh, put that in the show notes. Have you seen and that's that? A, people are always like, well, if you eat, if you eat a candy corn with peanuts, it tastes like a payday candy bar. You know what else is not good? Payday candy bar. Payday bars. candy bar. <laughs> so I don't want that either. That's the last. Like when somebody says to me, hey, do you want a candy bar? Out of the list that I'm going through in my head. Payday is nowhere near that list. I almost always <laughs> forget that it exists because I never want one. Right? I don't even register that as an option most of the time. Some people are like, oh, it tastes like a payday. About? Like, that's not a selling point for me. I don't, I don't <laughs> like that. That's not a positive. It's not a real what? candy bar. That's just, <laughs> just give me the peanuts, man. That's what. <laughs> well, I guess that. that I guess that that begs the question: um, Are you a sweet or a savory person? Now, on the whole, I would say savory, but I do like candy bars, right? 
So I, I am definitely a more a savory oriented person, but like I like candy. Like I'm not like sure. against candy because I do like candy bars. They're uh, an interesting. They're just kind of like a weird thing that I like sometimes. <clears throat> but in general, I would probably say savory because I don't like a lot of. So I don't really like dessert a lot. Again, it's like, do you want dessert or more food? Well, I want more food. That's why. Right. And I like my coffee black. Right. And I drink a lot of water. So that's, you know, that's kind (laughs) of. Yeah. Aaron, how's the cleanup process going? Um, Well, I was enjoying the rest of my coffee, but then it just got to the point where there's like a little bit of actual like liquid and it was just like the rest of the. Is it gritty now? Yes, so I am cleaning up and going to be one of those individuals that makes coffee in the morning, and we'll see how that goes. But hey, um, I too, no, I just, but I'm not fancy like Colin. I don't have a, I don't have time for that French press, and I don't, I don't. <laughs> I will say it. Well, I um, next I, thing you know, Colin's will be like, "Yo, I've got this gravity filter thing." Right? He's gonna I have looked out. into AeroPresses when we see. Bought I this, do it. it <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, they look um, cool. But they do. Yeah. Uh, well, it's like, and I've got, it's pretty good now. And it's part of this, like, like listening to vinyls. There's a ritual to it, which I really like. Um, I Not like fair. the grinding of the beans, right? I like picking out, like, you, I, I buy bean coffee. I don't buy pre ground. Um, yeah. Grind it our own. And, and that and part do, is appealing to me. But again, I like, the, I like the press, you know, the pressing, the, the waiting, the stirring, the boiling, the water, like all this stuff. I will say, though, that I have to prepare all this downstairs in the kitchen. My office is upstairs. So whenever I'm, <laughs> I'm done preparing and I have to go upstairs and work, <laughs> it's like I have to carry the French press, carry my coffee cup, carry the heavy whipping cream, carry my water bottle, carry my salsa, <laughs> and go upstairs. You just need a tray. You got to get you a little tray. I need a dummy waiter is what I need. <laughs> I mean, that too. But I think in lieu of a dumb waiter, you could just get like a tray. Like a little cafeteria I don't tray. I don't know. Or don't like a fancy is. metal tray. <laughs> Colin, we could, we could be fancy together. I'll get a traditional little That's coffee true. thing. And it comes like a little like tea plate you put it on. Yeah. yeah. And a then, saucer. saucer. Yeah. There you go. I, I do want to get the stovetop espresso uh, maker. Oh, I really yeah. want to get. I really want to get one of those. It's kind. It's basically what it is. It's it's the it's what Aaron made. Uh, only yeah. it separates out the uh, the grounds. Yeah. Um, than the rest of it. Because it's it's yeah, kind of like the, a two stage boiler almost. Yes. See, I'm already an old person. Part of me because generally what I do is I just make all the coffee the first thing when I get up in the morning, and then I'll just drink on it all day until it's gone. <laughs> Oh my <laughs> like I the like I definitely will just like it, it stays the, the coffee pot that we bought last time is one of those like metal ones because it doesn't like it heats the water only. There's no like heated base plate underneath There's, it, right? Know? It's it's the thermal thermal ones, right? It, yeah, it's yeah. insulated. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it stays pretty warm for a long time, but like. I'll definitely just go in the kitchen. Like today, I went to the kitchen like two thirty, like shook the coffee pot, and was like, "Yeah." And I put it in the, poured it in my cup, and threw that sucker in the microwave, and just heated my coffee. I know that's definitely like a coffee sin, right? For like coffee purists out there, I don't even care. I was like, "Ooh, there's still some more here. Let's go." Like, <laughs> whatever, I don't care. Like I'm. <laughs> Right. 
So that's that's why the French press is slightly less appealing because I would have to oh, do that like <laughs> four times a day. <laughs> well, when we and I just don't really want to do that. Pre lockdown, I don't know if I told you, but we had some friends over, and I was like, "Oh, let's make coffee." And oh yeah, had <laughs> four people, I think you five people that. over. Yeah, and I was like, oh, oh, no. "Forever." I know it's like I was just a coffee barista running around, doing constantly pressing, pressing, pressing. Yeah, <laughs> see, that's why you got to get. You should get a coffee pot and just like have it on hand. Sure, or when, when people come over, over, so you yeah. can like whip it out. Because like Susan's mom does that. She has two coffee pots. She has like yeah. the four cup coffee pot that she normally uses in her daily life and she has like a 10 cup coffee pot, a 10 or 12 cup big one that just sort of sits over on the counter and when people come over she uses that one <laughs> mm. so like she's prepared because <laughs> the other one is just her now so like the big coffee pot is too much for her in her weak tea drinking coffee ways but like it's not <laughs> So yeah, because I do like, I, I I agree that the French press is, it's appealing because it is just kind of a cool thing, right? It's just kind of a neat, but I think I would get tired of the neatness very quickly <laughs> when it came to like the practicality of coffee drinking, especially like, you know, getting up and going to school, going to work, right? It's like, get up, make some coffee, drink a little bit, throw the rest of my thermos, go to work. Right. That right. process does not need to have a French press in it at any point whatsoever. <laughs> no, no, it does it doesn't. It would be like a Saturday thing, you know what I mean? Like Yeah, no, that you don't need to be doing that. <laughs> Cause ain't nobody got time for that. Nah. Ain't nobody got time for French press and coffee at six o'clock in the morning. That's just not what I'm about. Now, so, Grant, how how late how late do you guys drink coffee into the night? Oh, I don't. No, I drink quite enough during the day that I don't. No. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's whenever the pot is done that I'm out. That, that's the cutoff. <laughs> yeah. So today it was like I had a half a cup at three thirty ish. Yeah. Mm. That's what was left in the coffee pot. That was it. Aaron's drinking it right now, so I assume that sure. there is yeah. no cutoff. No, I, I I usually am a um you know, get a thing of Starbucks in the morning. You know, something something usually how how it normally work was on my way to work. Um you know, I'd you know be in the drive through at McDonald's at like, you know, 6 30 or something and you know by the time i got to my office which is good like 45 minutes it'd be you know depleted and so that that would be the only kind of coffee i would drink um and yeah i mean it's it's definitely a before noon kind of thing for me i don't like i said i with, with something like this this is definitely you know make it in the morning with the, the turkish coffee uh, yeah. i definitely i don't know if i could drink it in the afternoon again unless it's like oh i want something it's cool. or like uh, early afternoon, right? Yeah, like one or two o'clock. Right? Yeah, this, of... this this will probably be the latest I ever drink it. I mean, that's oh. fair. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's not. It wasn't. You know, it wasn't too bad. Um, oh. Yeah, it's definitely. You know, with, with iced coffees, it was like, oh, I need a quick, quick spruce up in the morning. Ah, oh, here's iced coffee. Like, oh, okay, thank you. But yeah, it, you know, anything anything this late, it's 
either like a, a water or sweet tea for me. Hmm. Yeah. No, I go water most of the day. Yeah. Other than that. Colin. No, I, I, guilty boy. <laughs> I, it's been 11 o'clock before and I've gone, oh, I really need to unwind and I'll make a, some coffee. <laughs> I'll, like, I'll, I'll make it and I'll sip it while I'm falling asleep. <laughs> it is, it's definitely not, not my, uh, it's true. not my weakness. <laughs> I have enough sleeping problems. I think drinking that much caffeine. Again, at the strength that I tend to make coffee, it has been described as quite strong by sure. some people. Uh, so, just again, I think that's a reflection of I like the bitterness. Mm-hmm. You know, so I probably, I should also probably look into some darker roasted coffee because <clears throat> weirdly, like the more roasted it is, the less caffeine is contained in that right. coffee anymore. Yes, it's the, it's it's the like inverse Kirill. of beers, right? It's yeah. The, <laughs> it really is, right? It's like the exact opposite. <laughs> so the beer, like, this beer is like black, 14%. Like, oh this my God, I'm dying. Just looking uh, at this will get you drunk. Right? Yes. <clears throat> but yeah, the coffee's the other way around, which I didn't really know until a few years ago. I heard that and I was like, oh, weird. I was watching, I heard it on a show what was that show called? Dangerous Grounds. Have you heard of the show? I have no. not. Okay, so it's Todd Carmichael. He's like a coffee dude from Pennsylvania, I think. Right? He's kind of a big deal. Uh, the show was him going around the world looking for very specific coffee beans. Oftentimes, yeah. in not just super wonderfully safe locations right (laughs) so his his coffee manufacturing thing like he wanted to buy coffee from a farmer that was his deal right oh he's like i'm going to seek out this dude i want to buy coffee from this guy or this co-op or whatever like i don't want to deal with all i want i want to pay them what they're worth right that that was his kind of mission statement you know uh and so, yeah, sometimes he would be all, he'd be all like, but every once in a while he would say stuff and you go, wait, what? Like, I remember there was one episode where he's talking about, uh, he's like, I don't know, you know, East Africa somewhere. And he's like, yeah, <clears throat> a lot of times it's safer to sleep under your car than inside it because you can escape faster. And I went, what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, Hold up. Hold um, hold on. Um <laughs> that's a that's a phrase that only comes from experience, right? Yeah. Like that's yeah. not that's you have seen something, right? Yeah. You, you have you have you have put that into practice. Yeah. More than once, if we're just being honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's that show was oh my awesome. gosh. That show was great. But it, yeah, he would go around and he would look for like these exotic beans in like these really remote locations and try to buy direct from people in that area. Sure. <clears throat> it was really cool. And just kind of seeing how he would go and he would do the, like the tasting thing. He would like bring his little roaster out of his backpack and you're like, what the heck? You've been carrying that around all day. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah. But because I, again, because I like that, uh, the, the appealing part of it is that the bitterness that's like, you know, I feel like darker roasted coffee is, I like it better. 
So I should probably buy that. You could drink it later. It's fine. <laughs> okay. else this week other than buy coffee accoutrements um i'm gonna have to look up for something fancy i can buy this is, this is, <laughs> yeah I'm trying to think what else what else we got to um i don't i'm looking around to see what other random things i <laughs> occurred over the over the the week um i mean Besides work, man, that's really all that I've been, you know, or we've been, you know, focused on or, you know, the time to do. So, I, I mean, this week, that was kind of the, you know, the the unique thing of this week was, uh, you know, Turkish coffee. But, I mean. That's a win. I got to say. Pretty awesome. Pretty unique. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Other than that, I don't, I'm trying to think. I was like, I don't know if we've, you know, done anything besides well, that. I mean. I haven't, so that's why I was just. Yeah. <laughs> I went to work one day this week to clean out a bunch of stuff in my classroom. How was I that? finally? Oh my gosh, it was ridiculous! I finally went through one of these cabinets <clears throat> that I got. Yeah, that I have in my room. I threw away so much stuff. <laughs> it's great, oh man. So that's <clears throat> it was just nuts, right? So I I had I've been putting it off for a long time. Because that's, you know, I don't. What? Yeah. Well, number one, I never really had time before. Sure. And I haven't bothered worrying about it. And uh, so for some backstory, like I, I when I became a teacher, I took over ha- uh, during second semester for a lady who had some pretty serious health concerns. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, I just sort of ended up in this classroom right uh fortunately she's doing really good now <clears throat> so oh, really that's good yeah she's ah. doing great yeah so uh she doesn't teach anymore but she's doing pretty good so that's good. super awesome but um i was just sort of there and so there's just these cabinets i have no idea what's in them right and for those of you who are, are unaware when you're a teacher it kind of goes something like this you become a teacher <laughs> other teachers in the building have things they don't want anymore. And so they say, <laughs> Aha, a new person, you will want these. Here you go. And they just come and bring you stuff and run away. Yes. Right. So I think what happened with her <clears throat> when she had become a teacher a few years before that, some people had just brought her stuff and she just sort of stuck it in a cabinet. <laughs> right. Yeah. And the same thing happened when I got there. People would just be like, Oh, Oh, you, here you go. You're a new teacher. You must need some things. And they would bring Ta-da. me stuff. None of it was what I was teaching, right? I, oh, no. so I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I, found, I found two boxes uh, that I vaguely recalled being in the room up on top of this cabinet <clears throat> that were just labeled math stuff. That's, I didn't label it, but that's what it was labeled. And there's like all kinds of crazy math manipulatives in there algebra things <clears throat> I don't teach math so I was like no, what the heck do I do with this I got, this is not needed I gave a bunch of it to my fifth grade friend because she was looking for some manipulatives and I was like hey she also happened to be there that day I was like 
Hey, guess what I got? Come here. <laughs> got a box for you. Yeah. So she took out a bunch of it. I'm going to put it on the... Usually at the beginning of every year, there's a table that's like, hey, does anybody want this stuff? Table. That's where it's going now because I don't need it because <laughs> I don't teach math. So I don't... It's not. <laughs> but yeah, there's a bunch of stuff like that. And just things like, what is this? I don't even know what this is. Like all these weird like book sets were in my closet. Like I don't need this book set. So I'm going to go take those to like the title one room. Be like, Hey, do you guys need eight of these? <laughs> I, don't, I don't need eight of these books. Uh, it's not, you know, I'll keep one or two, put them on a bookshelf. No one else wants them. And I'll put them in the free book pile if they don't want them. Right. So just kind of making some closet space. I have a lot more room for tape and yarn, which is every <laughs> exactly what you need. Right? Nice. <laughs> need more yarn. <laughs> there you go. That's what but you like, need. And it was kind of one of those things like, okay, well, this is, and I found some things like this could potentially be useful. I'm not sure for what yet. So now I'll put it in this cabinet and I'll know right where it is. <laughs> and I can see if I use it. And if not later, I can get rid of it at a later time. Right. So, so I, started, I only went through two of my cabinets. I have some more. I have one, two, three, five cabinets, six cabinets in my room. That's uh, a lot. It's a lot. Uh, I'm one of them. I know basically what's in there already. Uh, <clears throat> the other two. Well, I know. Okay. So I've been through three of them, I guess. Cause one of them, I have a really good handle on what's in that one. But there's this one, and I just have these tubs. And I'd, they're really old. And they're just like, I don't know if they're for like, they were for some kind of like old, like science unit things. Because the side says like a unit name, and then there's just a list of the stuff that should be in there. <clears throat> and it's like the mm-hmm. most random things. It's like foil, batteries. Blah. I'm like, I don't know <laughs> what... Why? Why is that here? I have no idea what this is for. So I just have these. So I have a whole cabinet that's basically full of these tub things. And then like they're just they're stacked up on top, like all the way to the ceiling in this one part. I have literally no idea. Pretty awesome. What's in there? (laughs) I used a spray bottle out of one of them one time because it was like I could see it. And I was like, I need that. Okay, I gotta get all this stuff down. Spray bottle now. <laughs> Open it up. I needed that for something. I don't even remember what it was right now, but I was like, I need something. Oh, oh, I see it because they're clear plastic. So you can like see mm-hmm. in there. So every once in a while, you can look in it and go, Ooh, that. I need that. Let's try to get that down. <laughs> but like, I don't know what to do with these things. And there's a bunch of useful stuff in there. I think it's not necessarily for. Earth science, so I don't really know. Well, just, just hang on to it then. I mean, it's not, it's out of the way, and I've got a lot of other cabinet space cleaned up right now. So, but I tease the kids all the time. They're like, "What's in there?" I'm like, "I don't know. We're just gonna close it." Like, <laughs> <laughs> or if I have something really random, they're like, "Where'd you get that?" Like the cabinet. I was like. <laughs> 
So it's the cabinet of mystery. It's very lovely. That's where. <laughs> so I went into that. I was uh, uh, intending to do a lot more, but I kind of got through that. and was like, man, I am tired now. <laughs> I'm going oh. home. <laughs> so I, I got that done. <clears throat> That's really helpful. A lot of that stuff just has to be like put back on the shelf where it goes. Because they moved one of my shelves out to clean the room. So I got to put all the stuff back on it and just sort of put things where they need to go. But they're also the table that lives in the hallway. When they clean the hallway, they just dumped it in my room because it's closest to where the table normally is. So I got this giant round table in there. It's in my way and like a huge stack of chairs. I'm like, uh, can we, can we get these out of here, please? But <laughs> these, we make these disappear, please. I mean, they're not, yeah, it's just kind of like, ugh, gosh, these are my way. And I'm trying to move stuff around and there's, there's all this junk that's not me, not even mine. I got too much junk. I don't need more junk that's not mine. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I got some of my shelves put back together. I'm at a desk situated. I got everything plugged back in. It works. Yay. It's always a mystery. Will, when I plug this computer back in, will it work like it did when I left? That's the real uh. trick. <laughs> so far, the answer is yes. <laughs> Ta da. Ta da. <clears throat> I get my little <clears throat> binder storage down and they haven't cleaned the rugs yet so I got to put my rugs down again I had to rearrange a little bit of stuff because last year I had this table and I just had it at the front of the room because one of my students <clears throat> uh, was in a wheelchair so that was her desk boom right there Ta-da. Oh. Uh, I just put it in the up in front instead of one of the desks. I took one of the desks out, put the table there. <clears throat> that was where she went. Um, just for accessibility. But yeah. now I don't need it, but that. So I got to figure out a new home for it <laughs> just to where I can have it a workspace. Right. Cause we do a lot of like <clears throat> for a lot of independent work time, we just kind of sit wherever. That's really a big deal that I think is kind of important is like having a comfortable work area. Some people that's just staying in their desk, you know, but a lot of people it's like laying on the floor or sitting in a different chair or whatever. So we're sitting at a different table with their partner or something. So like they try to have this like random work areas around. So I just got to find a home for this table so we can still use it it's really useful <clears throat> it's really nice to just have a place where you can you know we usually especially in social studies right <clears throat> it's like hey or in science when we're working on group projects like hey yeah. here's your thing here's our instruction all right now it's time to go do your thing and they just get up and they go find some place to sit and they right do a thing so they <clears throat> so we can spread out and we can have room so sometimes we move our desks around or sometimes we do other stuff but I got to just find a home for this table so we can just have another work area so we can do stuff. So I just got to figure out where that needs to live. <laughs> Suspend it from the ceiling. Am I do that? It's just a matter of where will it fit? Where can I put does this? It, does it fit? Or it'll be useful. No, it fits, but it's like I rearranged my room last year. So where it used to be 
it can't be anymore because there's something else there. Sure. Ah, right. Yeah. <clears throat> so like where it used to live, I found something better to go no there. Low. Yeah. And like <laughs> but there, I have between two of my cabinets, there's this big empty space. Well, there used to be this, like it's a table from the old computer lab. So it's like really big and like weird shaped. <clears throat> and it was there. But I moved it out of there and I put a rug and some stuff in that spot. So that's like a big floor seating area now. And I moved that big table to the back kind of against this lab table thing. So it's like a, it's where we turn in our work. I turned that into the, this is where we turn in our work and put stuff table. Right. Sure. And we can still work on it, but like all my trays are there and everything. But that's where the little table used to be. But I found Mm. that the big table works better there. Because I needed to move the little table up for, for her to use for her desk. So now I just have to go around and be like, do you go here? No. Do you go here? Mm, maybe. <laughs> what about it? No. Right. <laughs> but long story short is I need my rugs done first because I know where those go. I have a good idea where they need to be. And I just need to make sure that... Because I have one idea, but I think it might interfere with my rug floor seating arrangement and that will be no good so let's come up with a new plan <laughs> plan next one yeah k w i don't know <laughs> but that's pretty much all i did this week was i went into work one day and just messed around in the classroom throwing away all kinds of stuff <laughs> and putting my shelves and my desk back together ah, okay that's all i got not done, but I could. I did it one day. It's like okay. That's, whenever yeah, Susan little, goes back, little, I might go back little. again. Yeah, it's it's one of those things you don't want to do it for a long time because it just gets really like frustrating and boring. And you're like, ah, sure. Yeah. My attention span again won't handle this. So not, yeah. <laughs> when Susan goes back to work, uh, I might go in one day with her, just mm-hmm. so I can be up there tinkering about with things. Sure. So. But that was my week, really. Very unproductive. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, our week has been been pretty pretty nice. Uh, this past weekend was crazy with all the dogs that we had here. And yeah, I mean, we had it was our busiest weekend of the year, which is saying something for making it to the July Fourth weekend and finally having our busiest weekend of the year. I uh, mean, yeah, but but, but you, know, you know, things growing. Extenuating circumstances. So, yeah, sure. <laughs> Um, but man, the weekend was rough with the, with the fireworks. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever lived in a place that even last year here, that was as bad as far as fireworks being set off in town. And we even still kept our fireworks display for the city. And yet I felt like we were being literally mortared the entire night. Like there were yeah. several times where I shot up out of bed because the house shook. Like I thought something had hit our roof many times. Um, like it just big booms. Um, and the, the, come to find out uh, when we took a walk around the neighborhood on the fifth. Yeah, it's pretty much we were being shelled from yeah. every every part of the block. I mean, there were just stuff strewn in the streets and on the sidewalks, all sorts of stuff. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, come on, guys. Come on, we can do better than that, right? Right? No, yeah. no. Just gotta leave it there. 
Yeah, our street was pretty. There was one neighbor this year that was just going at it. We had people shooting off fireworks last night, though. And we were sitting on the couch, and I was like, what is that noise? Why? Stop. (laughs) (laughs) We we, we went to the Bartlesville um, Fourth of July celebration. We sat way out in the back, you know, away from people. Um, There was this... What's a nice way to put it? Um, elderly gentleman who who sat, you know, a fur piece from us, and people just started like parking like in the field, and he this this man just like carried this flashlight, and he would just you just turn your light off like with people that would just park in this field and you know blind a bunch of people, and he would just like get up and like march over there with his his little flasher clicking off and he would like, he screamed at this one car for like five minutes, just turn your light off. And then the fireworks didn't start on time. And uh, every, every so often be like, eight minutes, eight minutes have passed. Like, well, <laughs> sir, who, who are you yelling at? Sir? They like, can't no hear you. <laughs> they can't hear you. Cause she's unconscious. Um, it was just so like, and then the fireworks, you know, did finally happen, um, you know, like was it, 15 minutes late or something. And I, you know, I thought this guy was going to go and, you know, fight a firework person. I was like, oh, please do just get him out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was very much, you know, you know, beautiful show. You know, thing was pretty awesome. Um, and then, yeah, we bolted and then it was. It, it definitely made me miss, you know, the Rogersville fireworks show growing up because I was like, I don't, you know, remember there being traffic. But this place, it, it took us a good 30 minutes just to get home. And we only live like a block away or two. And so it was it was a, a, a nightmare. But it, it was it was nice to kind of get out of the house. But yeah, people were just like shooting off like you know, fireworks like in the street just like in the middle of town. And, you know, I was like, I don't, I don't think they could do that, but there was just people letting things happen. I was like, all right, whatever. All right, I'm not going to fight it. Yeah. I, I will say, that- I will say that the drone shots of LA were pretty spectacular. Did you guys see those? Oh yeah. Those were yes, hilarious. Those I know. And I, I know I'm sitting here complaining about them, but like, they came out. The <laughs> L.A. was like, no fireworks, nothing. You may not do this. It's a really a super mega illegal. And then those people put on an amazing show. I have to say, I applaud them. That was amazing. <laughs> it was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I guess. I don't know. I'm kind of over fireworks, though, at this point in my life. I have been for a long time, to be honest. Like, <clears throat> I just don't really see the appeal. Like. Oh, it looks cool. Okay, I'm done. I'm not, no. <laughs> <laughs> we just stayed home. We didn't go like they had the one here, uh, but they just had the the display. So normally there's like a whole like fair thing, right? Some sort of like like all day. But <clears throat> uh, they didn't have that part. They just had the display. So a lot of people just went parked in the park, and <clears throat> you can sit on the golf course. We always park on the highway, and then just like walk out to the golf course and sit. That's what a lot of people do. You just sit randomly on the golf course and you can see it. So uh, we didn't go this year, though. We stayed home with Chuck 
and watched the one on TV, the New York one, I guess. Oh, okay. And there was a bunch of people singing and I was like, why? Who are you? What's happening? <laughs> and then the black eyed peas were on there. And I was like, what year is this? What's going yeah. on? <laughs> why are you here? Why you know it's getting lit. Like, why are the black eyed peas here? That's are they still a thing? I didn't know. Oh, so it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's always unnerving whenever like you know, you can kind of tell like how like out of touch the the producers are because they put people on the show that I know. You're like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way that these people are still a thing, right? Like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like if I know them, they must not be cool. So like I <laughs> or they're like from, you know, two thousand five. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Which again by proxy in most cases makes them not cool now. So like I was confused. <laughs> but you know. Cause usually I have those old man moments of like, who the heck is that? What are these people doing? Who are they? <laughs> so whenever you watch a show and you know all the people, you go, uh, this is weird. <laughs> what? This isn't supposed to be happening. It's okay. What tomfoolery is this? <laughs> yeah. So I just thought that was. Oh, and we got to watch. They actually did hold my favorite 4th of July activity. So this year. The four, the, did they bring out the four wise men? No, 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 that's Christmas time. That's my favorite curious. Christmas time activity. Okay. The, no, no, the, the Nathan's famous hot dog eating contest was held oh. this year oh, indoors with only like five people. So it was really weird <laughs> and not really a contest. Uh, it was basically just like a showcase for to see how many hot dogs Joey Chestnut and Mia uh, could eat. Right. Yes. 75, 75 is the answer this year. <laughs> and she no, ate close you. to uh, Maria. Mia ate close to hers too. She ate quite a lot. Forty something, I think. I don't the know first, why I like to watch that, but I do. Unabashedly, the first, <laughs> the first time I ever watched the um, hot dog eating contest was when I was trapping turtles out in Oklahoma, and we watched it at the bar at Eskimo Joe's. Oh yeah, yes, yep. That's the first time I ever watched that, and I just sat horrified. (laughs) It's awesome. I don't know why it's awesome, but it's just, I don't know. Oh, Mickey Sudo. Sorry. Sorry, I said her name wrong. Mickey Sudo, women's champion, 2020. Like forty-eight and a half hot dogs this year for Mickey. That's good. She was aiming for fifty. She didn't quite make it. But um, I don't really know why. the The competitive eating thing is just like weirdly fascinating. Like, so why? What is happening? Like, I don't. It's one of those things you just kind of look at. And then, like, because I was that way at first, I was like, this is really bizarre, but I can't look away. Right. That's kind of how it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Must look. I know a lot of people don't like it. I don't think that sportscaster guy went a little too far. Like, 
being all shouty and being all mean about it. But like, yo, man, it's okay. You don't have to watch it. I don't like baseball. You know what I don't do? Watch baseball. There you go. Done. Problem solved. Ha ha. <laughs> what? Like, I acknowledge it exists. I just don't watch it. There we go. Uh, but it's just fascinating. Like, the way, like, they talk about it and, like, the, the fact that you have to train to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, so strange and interesting at the same time. Like, <laughs> like the, but the speed, like the fact that it's 10 minutes is the part that is really like, that turns a lot of people off. Right. Cause a lot of other challenges that people do are like capacity and it's just like slowly eating an amount of food. Like that's not really that bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the ones that have like, or like a longer time limit, like how many of these can you eat in an hour? Like, okay, well, you just kind of sit there and you eat the pancakes or can you eat this, you know, like this restaurant challenges from like man versus food or, or whatever. Like, can you eat this giant thing in like 45 minutes? Okay, well, <clears throat> you can kind of, your pace is different. The fact that they're eating these hot dogs in 10 minutes, like 75 hot dogs in 10 minutes, it's, it's the, it's so weird. Like, it's just, <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think that is definitely, that's the part that Susan doesn't like for sure. Is just the, the pace at which they eat <laughs> distresses her greatly. <laughs> right. Because she's well, a very no, naturally slow eating person anyway. Right. It takes her forever to eat things. Yeah. I think watching Joey Chestnut just like inhale two hot dogs at a time. <laughs> it's, well, I mean, it is pretty disturbing. Right, it is. like it is. It's but it's also him. it's also kind of weirdly impressive in its own right. Right, yeah. like whoa. <laughs> the part that really gets her is the part where they take the buns and they dunk them in the water oh, and then they god. shove them in their mouth. She doesn't like. Yeah. Well, enjoy just to be fair. He uses like red cola or something, doesn't he? Or or Gatorade? Like I, I, the last sometimes they use different stuff. Yeah, it's like bright red, and that just adds a whole nother thing to me. Where I'm like, all up on his face and everything. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, like the the weird strategies, like the hopping that they do. That like they're actually like forcing the food down their esophagus into their stomach. (sighs) They like bounce and like. It's it's always really fun to watch like the sports science people like do their oh, yeah. do the, the little analysis. They, yeah, because they, they had I we watched a little um YouTube clip of it and they had, you know, chestnut on there, you know, talking about, you know, you know, like in his esophagus, you know, stretches to the you know number size of its, you know, yeah. blah blah blah. It's like, oh man. Yeah, what the heck? I think that was actually on the the, the program a couple of years ago. Cause I seem to recall that. I think yeah. I said something like that. Like it's just so random, and then you know, you know, talk about the different techniques of like the power nibble and the power nibble. all this stuff. And that it's was like, Kobayashi's thing, right? That yes. was his deal. Chestnut's current strategy because it's hot dogs and buns. That's the important part for the Nathan's hot dog. Ah, meal. yes. So what Chestnut appears to be doing is he takes two hot dogs out and just eats them, and then he takes <laughs> the buns separately. And he he does he dunks them in the water and then he just like shoves them in his face and eats them separately like these soggy buns. And he he gets them wet because they're, you don't have to chew them. Oh, I know. As much and you can just basically <laughs> swallow them. I know, right? So it's uh, but they don't count until the 
the hot dog and the bun had been eaten. So there's sometimes mm-hmm. these weird counting things happen. I think last year or two years ago, they, they messed up and they counted him way less than he actually did. He had like five more than when they went back and reviewed the tape as he ate. Oh, oh no. I know. <laughs> Controversy. <laughs> but like, I don't know. It's very weird. It's just, I don't know. There is just something oddly intriguing about it. Like, I don't generally watch it. I have watched some on YouTube this week. I watched a little bit of other things, like people eating other, because there's just like stuff for everything, like weird things. And like, you know, those restaurant challenges are the best. Like, can you eat this seven pound burrito? No, absolutely not. <laughs> no, no. And I'm going to see if somebody else can on this video. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but I sure am going to enjoy watching this. <laughs> yeah. So those are separate interesting but like yeah it's just a weird like the competitive eating <laughs> the fact that competitive eating is a thing it's just yeah so curious to me <laughs> and interesting <clears throat> and I'm definitely not knocking it because I do like watching it but I, it's one of those things where I just like whoa that's a thing I didn't I had no idea <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> Well, there you go. Challenge next week. No. <laughs> we we'll do this on video. Oh, no. I like it. I like it. I'm out. Okay, guys. 75 hot dogs. Oh, no. <laughs> 10 hours. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Over the course of, of a long weekend. <laughs> uh, yeah. 10 days. I can. Gross. Oh man! Uh, I, think I, I do like our challenges, but we need to, we need to okay. shoot lower. Okay, okay. Something else. Oh, oh, so, on a, continue working. On a uh, on a program note, for whatever I'm editing the show for Monday, and usually when I'm during the show during the recording, I uh, I'm taking a lot of notes and finding links and doing titles and pictures and that kind of stuff, and getting all that collected. For whatever reason, when we recorded on June 18th. I did not do any of that. And let me tell you, it is so confusing to try and remember what the heck we talked about in an episode. That's the, that's the serious one. That was a serious episode. Okay. I remember that, that one. Okay. That, that was, was the serious okay. one. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's why I Not a lot of links in that one. Yeah. Okay. Serious. That was serious okay. time. So okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, was just like, I sat down to edit it. And for whatever reason, because sometimes what I'll do is if we say we're going to record on a date and we don't. I'll leave it blank and I'll write didn't record and then I'll add the links to it above that. Oh, when you go back, yeah. When I go back, just so I can keep track of the stuff in my brain, but it was blank. I didn't write that. And I was like, well, I guess I just forgot to write we didn't record. So I <laughs> I was trying to, I was using all the links and stuff from the next one called Emu War. Oh yeah, don't use that one. No, that will not no, fit. No, <laughs> no, it sure didn't. And so... <laughs> No. So I started no. editing and I was like, this is not what anything's going on right now. <laughs> no, that was our serious episode where we talked okay. about serious, serious things that time. Okay. So. Well, I'll. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. So anyway, uh, that was just an, uh, an editing <laughs> aside, right? I was like, I don't know what I'm doing right now. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, well. You guys have a good weekend. You too. You as well. Yeah. And uh, talk again soon. All right. Heck yeah. Okay. <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs>
Love, Love you too. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>